0: Welcome to Act Dad, the Awesome Dad Show. I'm your host, Mark Sivan, and today's episode is a ton of fun. I got the opportunity to interview professional Hollywood stuntman, Tanoi Reed. Tanoi has done stunts in dozens and dozens of movies, and you may recognize him from his cousin, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He's done stunt work in the Fast and the Furious movies, in Jumanji, all the way back to Waterworld. Really, really incredible story. I think you're really gonna appreciate Tanoi's experience and the passion that he has for fatherhood. It's just a really empowering story. I cannot wait to get into it. If you love the content that I'm bringing to you on a weekly basis, please make sure that you head on over to the Act Dad Patreon page. We have several tiers of benefit, and whether you're pledging $1, $5, $10 a month, everything counts. Your pledge makes a difference. So I would encourage you to go over there and check that out. I also would encourage you to go over to www.actdad.com and see all the great ways that I am empowering you and empowering fathers to be their best selves. Look, I believe that a world where fathers are spending more quality time with their kids is a better world. Let's be a part of that. With all that being said, let's get into the epic episode with Tanawhi Reed. Tanawai Reed, welcome to Act Dad, The Awesome Dad Show. How are you today? Great, bro, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to have you on. I think you've got an awesome story, great presence, and I'm looking forward to asking you some dad life questions. One of the things I think is really impressive is your Twitter page. I, I go to your Twitter page and the banner is a picture of your son in his college football uniform. Tell me, how special was it for you to see your son starting to play collegiate sports?
1: Oh, it was amazing. You know, um, to get to that level, it takes a lot of hard work and determination. And he's put all the right work in the, on the field and in the, in the classroom. So it's a great accolade for him to achieve that. So I'm very proud of him.
0: Yeah. That's really amazing. Were, did you play an instrumental part in kind of pushing him in that direction? Do you think that he's like, OK, I saw that dad played collegiate sports and was very successful there and decided that he wanted to follow in your footsteps? Or did he just kind of naturally fall into that?
1: Well, my, my whole family played football. My dad played collegiate football. My his two brothers played in the NFL. I played at University of Hawaii. It's kind of been in the family. Being of Sa- Samoan bloodline, kind of you know, a lot. It's, it's a sport that most of us, most of us, take up as a youth. He, he just saw the family and he wanted to play, and he started playing in uh, seventh grade. And and then we moved back to Hawaii, and he went to a high the same high school my father and I went to, which is predominantly uh, a huge powerhouse of football, and high school football. Mm-hmm. He just got, he's got the, the, the knack and uh, he said, he wanted to go to college. He said, what a great way for you to, to go and, uh, and earn it. You can earn it through hard work.
0: That's really fantastic. One of the things that I've been really passionate about, Tanoi, when it comes to parenting and fatherhood is finding things that you, not only that you're very passionate about, but your child is very passionate about as well, because you're able to, to really connect and spend quality time it can be really hard as fathers because we're being pulled in all these different directions did you help him a lot and and spend a lot of time on the football field practicing that sort of thing
1: as much as i could we worked out together that was a fun thing um you know my career i'm, I'm a man for the movie industry and i doubled dwayne johnson the rock so he's been really really busy over the last 10 15 years and i've been gone a lot so when i am home i have some time off we get to get our workouts in together my son and i so that was always fun and uh helping him um with, with his craft uh, his position and his his athletics it was, uh, it, was a, it was a great
0: bonding time with both of us that's yeah. uh, that's really cool i i think anytime especially when you're moving your body and you get that blood pumping there's a special bond that you can develop with, with other human beings. So I think that's a really positive way to connect. One of the things that I was really impressed by, Tanaway, is your, your workout and your dedication, your commitment, right? Obviously, like you mentioned, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson is just very, very disciplined. And so, in order for you to play stunt double and do your job effectively, you also had to step step it up, right? So you're always changing your your diet and your exercise routine. I, I imagine that takes an immense amount of discipline, right?
1: It it does, it does. You know, um, so I've been doing the, I've been doubling him for 19 years. I've been a stuntman for 25 years, and her physiques have changed throughout the 19 years. You know, he came in really big and muscular, straight out. He came right out of the uh, WWE. And then, you know, he wanted to um, lean out and change his body. So he, And it's actually, his name is he started going after Dwayne Johnson because he wanted people to take him seriously as an actor. So we had to lose a bunch of weight for that. And then we, we gained this respect as an actor, and he wanted to get big again, so he put all the weight back on again. But, yeah, he's, he's a fanatic about his diet and his training every single day. So it keeps me motivated because if I don't come into work looking like him, I can't double him. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Sure, and I, I would assume that your son sees, okay, dad is getting up early, eating right, working out, staying, keeping it tight. Do you think that your commitment to fitness and your discipline is impacted the way that he's developed over the years?
1: I believe so. I believe so. You know, he knows that, uh, it's important the importance of diet, the importance of working out, the importance of staying physically fit. And, you know, now that he's at the University of Virginia – Kind of, you know, they have a they have a five thirty a.m. lift in, every morning, and then they go straight to practice. They do their practices in the morning, so he doesn't really have a choice now. <laughs> but um, he's I think he enjoys it, and he knows, you know, I, I told him once. Once he gets onto the real world, I'm pretty sure he'll keep his workouts up and stay physically fit.
0: So I'm also curious, what do you think about this term dad bod? Do you feel like that's something that's kind of played out? I read this article a few weeks ago where most women prefer fathers with dad bod, or do you feel like that's kind of played out? Like, what are your thoughts on that?
1: That's played out. I mean, that's kind of an excuse to kind of give in. I think saying you don't have time to go to the gym because you're a dad. You don't have time to even go for a walk or eat healthy because you're a dad. Because look, I'm a dad and Dwayne's a dad and there's so many other fathers out there who are in great shape. So it's up to you, you know? And I know there's a big thing going on with, uh, you know, body imagery and, you know, be proud of what you are. And that's true, you know? But the main thing is be healthy, you know? Doesn't matter what you look like, be healthy.
0: For Yeah, I'm a real believer in like a body in motion stays in motion. And it's one of the biggest challenges that I see. Not only in fathers, but in, in human beings in this in this country in general, is so many people are sitting down in front of computers. And so you get up early, yep. you get the kids ready, you go to work, you come home, you're already tired and you've got nothing left in the tank. How do you think that people can overcome
1: yeah, there's a the saying my friend Steve Cardello told me? He says, and he's 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 older, but he's in great shape. And he says, motion is the lotion. And it's <laughs> true, because it keeps you going. I mean, you gotta keep you gotta move around. Even if we can just do yoga. Or go for a walk, you know, after a 10-minute walk after you eat dinner with the family. That's great time. You know, uh, that gets your body digesting the food you just ate and gets you out there. And But I think it's so important to keep moving, especially if you're not an office job, 9 to 5, sitting down. You got to get up, go for a walk, jump rope. You know, you don't have to go to the gym. I know it's kind of hard to drive to another place. and You know, just grab a jump rope in a driveway and do 10 minutes, 20 minutes of jump rope. That's great for you.
0: Great, it's great bonding time. I think with, with your family too. You get outside, away from the television and the distractions, and just going on like a nightly walk is that something that you that you do with with your wife and, and Yes,
1: yeah, we we try to do that. We try, after we eat dinner, we try to go for a walk just to get get the juices flowing. It kind of it helps you digest. It helps you. You actually burn a lot more calories. Your body absorbs the nutrients better. Um, if you just go for a ten minute walk, that's simple. You can even walk to the ice cream store if you want with the family, whatever it is, you go. but you walk. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's great to teach the children, teach your kids that yeah, exercise is important, why we exercise. I know the school does it with recess and they have PE, but I think when they see it at home, they'll be more apt to continue it in their regular lives. And they say, oh, mom is healthy, dad's healthy. They go to yoga, they go to the gym, they go to mm-hmm. whatever they're doing physically. They play tennis on the weekends. They see that and they become that. So it's very important.
0: I'm a huge believer in being a role model. Do do as I do, not as I say, although that oftentimes gets flipped around. Mm-hmm. So to kind of segue back a little bit to your, to your son's younger years, obviously he's older, he's off in college, living that college lifestyle, crushing football life. But I'm gonna take it back maybe a decade or two here. Something that I I never really thought about until I started interviewing fathers and speaking to experts in various fields was the value of roughhousing. I'm curious, when your kid was growing up, when your son uh, Samson was growing up, were you guys rough and tumbling, playing, throwing each other around? Was that something that was important to you and your household? Yeah, well, we, when he was younger, he was he was really really rambunctious.
1: Like we'd jump around and jump on everybody. And it's funny how as he got older, his his mood changed. He, when he mellowed out, He's more chill, more relaxed. So it went from rough and tumble when he was in, you know, three to six years old, seven years old. And he was about 10, 11 years old. He's like, ah, okay, it's enough of that. And, you know, he, he started getting into sports. And he took that energy and put it into athletics. He started playing baseball. Then he played football. So um, after that, you know, he, he put so much effort into sports. I don't think he had time to rough and tumble. <laughs> he was so tired after practice. But um, it, it's definitely important to to have that contact, that competition, that, have fun with their, with the children.
0: Well, I think it also helps to teach your children limits. It kind of teaches them how to play, right? Every once in a while, you'll be at the playground. There's one kid that just doesn't really know how to do it. He's pushing kids down the slides and, you know, just not, not acting appropriately, right? Mm-hmm. But I definitely feel like when dads get involved and they're kind of teaching a kid, okay, that's a little too far. This is the, the appropriate amount of play. I think that's a really positive thing to do. Yeah. So, segueing a little bit into your stunt life, Tanawai, I think, I mean, it's just, it's remarkable. Dozens of movies, some amazing stunts. I'm sure they're always upping the ante, right? You always gotta outdo your last film. Definitely. Was there ever a stunt that you're like, what am I doing? This is just nuts. Was there ever a particular stunt that stood out?
1: Um, Usually we know, it's not like they out at us the last minute. We know what we're gonna be doing weeks in advance, months in advance, so we have Mm -hmm. time to train for that specific stunt. But there are stunts where you can't really rehearse. On the movie *The Rundown*, we drove a jeep off a cliff and we had to roll down the side of this hill. <laughs> and we, and it was it was three or four days of rolling down different hills, different inserts, bouncing off trees, everything. And we ended up in over the falls into this pond. But you know something like that is you can't just rehearse it. You might as well shoot it. So hmm. yeah, so those things you uh, it kind of like hmm, this is gonna be interesting because once you start going, you can't stop. I think that one was pretty that was pretty cool. We ended up winning some stunt awards for that one. That one sticks out the most. It was just
0: a, a lot of lot of work yeah. that was a really really good really good movie, and definitely some amazing stunts mm-hmm. your Your wife is also in that same field right she just at yeah. work too
1: yes yeah she um after you know after we had our son she she took some time off from work and then she came back in and she like she's like What well, I'm not sure what i want to do and I'm like, let's, let's sit down and look at your options. And, you know, she, she had a degree, and she she was a personal trainer. She got certified as a personal trainer, but she also was a brown belt in judo. And we were working on the Scorpion King, and the stunt coordinator said, we're looking for some warrior woman for this particular scene. And I said, what does what, what it mean? She was well, fighting and maybe rolling down some of the stairs, you know, and falling down. And I go, well, my wife's a brown belt in judo. She knows how to fall. And I brought her on, and uh, she started working, and she loved it. She doubled Rosario Dawson in the past, Paula Patton. Yeah, she's been working off and on. And now, now she's with me and she gets to work on
0: the movies I'm, with, I'm, I'm on. That's great. That's really cool. One of the things that's been really concerning to me personally is the amount of, of divorces and separations that we're seeing in the country. About 50% of marriages end in divorce. Between you and your wife having similar interests, similar careers, do you think that's played a, a big part in y'all being together and staying together?
1: I, I think so, but more, more than that, it was just that we we're, were best friends. You know, I mean, mm. for, for the first – we've been married. We just went on 20 years – our 20th anniversary is in February. And we were just best friends. And even though I was gone a lot – I mean, I was gone four, five months out of the year. And, and she, you know, was raising our son, Samson, a lot of the times. Whenever I was back, I just made sure that our family unit was solid. And I felt like, you know, we have to – I had to make up time for the, for the time I was gone. And now that we're empty nesting, we're closer than ever. And I'm I'm glad that we have that closeness because I know sometimes when the child is out of the house and then the dynamic changes, the parents are like looking at each other, like, okay, now what do we do? You know, where do we go from here? Our jobs are done. And that happens a lot, and the parents end up separating because there's no substance between them. You know, so I think it's very, very important to keep that that closeness. And yeah, I just, I've always wanted to be a father, I've always wanted to be a husband. Parents divorced when I was younger. I was the only child for my mother. My grandmother raised me, so I had this life I I've I envisioned in my head and what I wanted to do with my family, and I've been
0: able to do it. I mean, that's an incredible thing, because when you start looking at data and statistics, and traditionally you end up typically following in the footsteps of your father, your mother, your parents, right? Um, And not to say that parents are flawless. Like as kids, we often like to see our parents as perfect human beings, which we're all flawed. We all have issues, problems, we're a mess. But when you were growing up, obviously you had a lot of challenges dealing with different issues. What role do you think those past experiences have played in moving into the fatherhood phase of your life? Do you think that you said, okay, I need to teach my son to avoid this? These are the lessons that I've learned. How did you kind of roll over to, to make sure that your son didn't make the same mistakes that you've made?
1: I believe there's two ways to lead, and there's one to lead by example, and there's one that's lead by, lead by bad example. And you can take from both of them and create the best situation for your child. Um, there are things that I did as a youth, and I told him, don't be like me, you know? Things that my son never has heard about me, and then there's stuff I've done as a father that he likes. So I, I said, take that part, and you become that with your ch- with your children. You know, for instance, it's pretty funny. Somebody asked him once when he was like 13 or 14, he said, are you going to be like a stuntman like your father? Do you want to be a stuntman and get the movies and travel the world? And his answer broke my heart. He's like, um, his truth to, to the point. He's like, nah, not really. I want a job where I can stay home with my family. And it broke my heart, you know, but it's true. You know, was, I mean, it's tough being away all the time, having birthdays on FaceTime. And, and I, I understand that.
0: Well, that's the hardest. That's the, look, that's the hardest part about being a father is. You have this need to provide for your family both emotionally and, and physically but but also financially right you got to make sure that food is put on the table. I mean, could you see your life any other way, not doing stunt work and maybe sitting behind a desk selling insurance like could you no. see it happening any other way?
1: No that's not me i couldn't see that at all i couldn't yeah it's weird. everything works out for a reason i I think I found the perfect career for myself and and this is who I am, you know, but he's not me. He's somebody totally different. You know, he's not a, it's funny. He's not a big risk taker. You know, he's very conservative. He thinks things out. He doesn't, he's not, I was a loose screw kind of at his age, but he has everything together. I don't think that this, and as a stunt person, you got to have a little bit of a loose screw to kind of do some of the stuff we do, you know, <laughs> but um, I think that, you know, he, he's not, he's not built for this career and I don't expect him to become who I am. You know, I told him to be better than me. He's getting his degree at University of Virginia, and I, I hope he follows through with whatever his passion is.
0: Obviously, you're doing something right because your kid's on the right trajectory. You have a, a solid marriage. Y'all are, your, your family unit is pretty intact. One of the things that you, you brought up was I would be away from home for several weeks at a time while I was on site at a different film what, would it, what advice would you give to anyone out there that's, you know, I particularly think about people in the military, but, you know, anyone that's going to be traveling a lot, what's some advice you could give them to say, hey, you've got to travel so that you can be you and find fulfillment personally as a human being, but what advice would you give to someone that said, okay, this is how you can keep a solid connection, make sure that you keep your family unit intact. Any advice?
1: Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's possible understands why you have to leave um a lot of times it's the children who don't understand so if you can take them to your site your job site or your location and visit and see what you're doing there because in their mind you're gone you leave and you don't come back and they have no idea what you're doing especially younger kids you know sometimes they forget you're even around but keep them involved in what you're doing at at your location and then when you come home make sure you you know you make up for a lot of time you know but it's not always just buying presents and toys for the kids. Spend, spend time, spend extra time with the, with the children. One thing I, I, I was lucky to have was like when I was back home, I'd be able to pick up my son up at lunch and take him to lunch or just bring lunch to him and sit in the truck at, and in the, in the school parking lot and, and we all just sit together and eat lunch together. And that was a way I was able to make up time and, and just talk about his day so far, what, is, what other classes he has the rest of the day. Get involved and you know ask questions. Yeah,
0: it's very important. I love that. One of the things that has come up pretty consistently over my discussions with various fathers was the importance of actually listening, listening. And I think that's something that can be really hard as fathers. We we always want to talk and coach and tell our kids what to do. But I just think that the value of sitting down at a meal and listening is, is really important. Did you, did your son ever ask you like, dad, what are you doing? You you came home and your wrist is broken or you got shrapnel on your arm or you broke your f Like, what's happening, dad? What's going on? Did he ever ask you anything like that?
1: No, nah, not really, he, he but he sees it. I think that's part of the reason he doesn't want to be a stuntman. He sees all my injuries. Um, <laughs> and you know, he he knows, um, people always ask my wife, do you ever get worried? And she's like, nah, not really. Cause she knows I would never do anything that I wasn't prepared for, you know? But he definitely sees the injuries and sees me recover. Yeah, he. I think he probably shakes his head and goes, "You're nuts," but I, I know he. I know he appreciates everything. You know, every time I get hurt, for a reason, and that's to put a put a, a roof over his head and new
0: clothes on his back. So, yeah. And again, that's it's a very selfless thing to you know to take risks so you can provide for your family, um, but at the same time, again, you got to You got to follow what you love. That, that's one of the things that scares me to death is the number of people that. Are doing something that they're not passionate about. They don't enjoy just because they have to. They have to put the roof over the head. They have to pay the mortgage. Yeah. And they got to pay for that fifth bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's terrifying to me. That's terrifying. No,
1: because then they they they're, they're not truly happy internally, and they come home, and then their family sees it, and then and the kids re- re- realize that, and they think, oh my gosh, this is what it's gonna be like. I have to go to work. I'll be miserable. You know, so it's not a good way to train the kids. Uh, about the future and work
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no it, it, it just doesn't work I, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on fathers to again to provide and that pressure that's put on us as men and as fathers ends up leading us down that path into into something that we we don't enjoy or we're not passionate about because we have all this pressure to put put food on the table and then but if you're not putting the oxygen mask on yourself first then everyone on the plane dies if you're not happy, you can't make others happy. I, I agree. yep. I really believe that. So, I wanna, I wanna go back a little bit or to your current situation, right? Your son just started college, he's crushing football, he's crushing the 5.30 a.m. workouts. How are you moving on to this next chapter of your life? Like, this is one of the most interesting life-changing events is, okay, you know, my son I've been with all the time for the past 20 years, now he's moving on to the next phase. How are you segueing into the next phase?
1: My wife and I are, are getting used to it. You know, we 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 dropped them off at college, and we we're in, we, the day we dropped them off, um, we were expecting the big dramatic bye, mom, bye, dad, huggy, kissy." <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, he's gone. He turned, he hugged us, turned around, and said, "I'll talk to you later." Bye. And he was ready, he walked away. So we were sitting there going, well, "This is this isn't the, this can't be. We have to redo this again. This can't be right. We got it wasn't emo- emotional enough." And, and we came back, and we sat down, and uh, we, we drove from uh, Virginia down to Atlanta. We have a condo here. And we sat down, we looked at each other, and we are literally like, now what do we do? Mm-hmm. And it was such a weird feeling, because 19 years prior, we had drove to the hospital. My wife and I were just two of us. And we came back from the hospital, and there three of us. And I put them on a the couch, we said, what do we do? Now, 20 years, 19 years later, we're in the same situation. We're, we're like, now what do we do? We don't know what to do without them. But we're getting we're getting used to it. My wife and I have been doing a lot more things together, which is awesome. We still, you know, we keep in contact with them. One thing I learned uh, with, uh, was in the, college, the collegiate level of life, don't, don't always try to call them every day. You have to let them dictate when to call you. And then uh, we went to a, a parent orientation and they, they, they keep reiterating that this is their life. Don't check on them, don't see if they have they brushed their teeth, did they wash their sheets and all that, because that's something we're just programmed to do every day. And, and now it's, you know, you got to let them go and fly the nest. We're getting used to it. It's been, this has been a good, a good experience for us, and it definitely changed our lives, though.
0: Do you have any sort of, like, scheduled weekly call, like, hey – so and we'll check in on Friday morning to see how things are going. Do you guys do anything like that, or is it more impromptu? Um,
1: it's more impromptu. It's like it's like a gift when he, we get a FaceTime. We get all, all excited, you know, ah, he's calling us. And but we, you know, during the season, we we we're, we're driving up to the home games, and we get to see him, you know, after the game, and then we have dinner the next that night, usually, or, or breakfast the next morning before we drive back. And it's it's special the times we have together. We miss hanging out with him, though, you know, just hanging out with yeah. them and um, just watching movies and chilling, having time with them.
0: Well, I think it's cool that you've been able to keep a solid relationship with your wife because that's, that's definitely something I think about. When, when you're raising a child, you tend to put all of your attention into your child and then sometimes you can, it can leave a gap in your relationship like we talked about. Tenowai, before we get into the rapid fire section of the episode, I want to, I just want to ask you, where can people find you? What's something important that that you've been thinking about recently?
1: Where they can find me, um, social media, my Instagram page is Samoan Stuntman, S-A-M-O-A-N-S-T-U-N-T-M-A-N. Okay, follow me there. Um, I recently be doing, been doing the Movember challenge. I could try to do this mustache out for. I've never been able to grow a mustache out because we're always working. So I have a break now, and I'm doing a um, Ride sixty challenge. Movember is a Men's Health and Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. So I've been, I've been uh, doing a challenge with that. My wife and I have been biking like twenty miles at a time, We're trying to run the whole Silver Comet Trail. We're halfway there. So that's what we've been doing um, on our downtime, working out. We start mo- another movie called Red Notice, which will be filming in Atlanta in January. Make sure you go check out Jumanji 2, coming out in the theaters in the uh, first week of December.
0: Yeah, you'll see
1: the back of my head on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very cool, very cool. Probably doing a flip off of uh, a palm tree fighting a gorilla or something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Awesome, awesome, and, and look, cannot commend you enough for bringing attention to the stigma behind mental health. I, it's to me, not getting talked about enough, you know, one-fourth of, of Americans are depressed. we have got, obviously, mass shootings and all these issues going on, suicide rates. I went to a, a local meeting just a couple nights ago, and we are talking about there was a lot of good discussion happening there. So really great cause there, man, really great cause. Thank you. Okay, rapid fire, Tenoy. You ready? Yep. Get ready. Okay, here it comes. Boom. What is your favorite story to either tell or read to your son? Um,
1: stories about my my grandmother uh, growing up uh, and moving from Samoa to Hawaii and our family. Like a lot of history, uh, a lot of great stories, yeah.
0: Love that. Where is your favorite place to vacation with your family? Where we live, Hawaii. Hawaii was a vacation. So, but we did, my wife and I just did a trip to Tahiti
1: and there's an island over there called Ninamu, which I really want to take my my son too when he gets, when he graduates from college.
0: Very cool, is that because there's some sort of family significance
1: there? Or just? Oh, no, places? it was just, it was just, it was just it was a small island about the size of a football field and there's only eight bungalows and there's nobody on the island. They're just totally away from everything. No cell phone service, just you and nature. It was, it was, just, it was just a great time. Yeah. Amazing,
0: amazing. Pineapple on pizza, yay or nay? No. No, no? okay, Good no. deal. I saw that you're, you're a diver. What's the coolest thing you've seen when diving? Uh, tiger shark. <laughs> it was yeah. We were we were we were out in we were out in Tahiti and we were getting ready.
1: And the, the dive master went in the water and he saw the tiger shark. He was like, jump in, jump in! And me and about two of three people jumped in. and Everybody else stayed on the boat. And it was <laughs> passing right under us. And I was like, in Hawaii, the tiger sharks, you don't do that. But in Tahiti, I guess the water's clear enough and they have enough food there, so the the, the sharks don't attack. But mm. Hawaii is a little bit fished out, and I think the sharks are looking for whatever they can find. <laughs> So that was pretty cool, though, to have it pass right under me.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. They're they're one of the more aggressive shark species, if you would. I, I love diving, and it's hard to explain what it's like to dive until you've actually done it, because you're exposed on all sides, and when there's a giant tiger shark in the water, it's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's your experience. Yeah. Uh, so, final question here, Tanwai. if you could put a message on a billboard to reach millions of people, what would it be? Make the happy. Make the, make the happy
1: is a slogan I kind of came up with. It's a saying. People always say, "Don't worry, be happy," and I don't believe in life. You can just be. You can't turn it on. You can't just be happy. You gotta consciously create happiness. And and if you can do that, you think about a, a good thought or something. You just start do it every morning, and you make the happy. You make it, and then and then once you're happy, you can make other people happy. You can help share it. You know. So I, I, the the saying "Be happy" is kind of like. It's kind of tougher, than you got, you got to actually make it. So make the happy.
0: I love that. I love for that. You're for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Fifty percent of uh, mental illness is attributed to genetics. Forty percent is what you do, the action you take. So, and then uh, you know, ten yeah. percent is circumstance. So make the happy. Make the happy. Great way to close it out, man. <laughs> kind of Thank you so much for being on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Great story, brother. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. I was just so impressed with a lot of things that Tanawai said, everything from the dad bod being played out and his focus on the discipline it takes to keep his body healthy from traveling and completing things that he's passionate about, while also making sure that his son felt fulfilled and felt that connection, not to mention his spouse. I mean, this is a really difficult thing to pull off, and Tanawai just really, really hit the nail on the head. I was also very encouraged by Tanawai's vision on moving into the next phase of his life. Fatherhood is, is very interesting in that there's many phases and I was really impressed with Tanawai all around. Mad respect for everything that he's doing in raising the next generation. I want to give a shout-out to a few of the new Patreons here in the Act Dad community. Chance White, love you, brother. Just really appreciate your support for everything Act Dad. Thank you so much for your pledge. It means a whole lot to me. Charlie, really appreciate you as well, man. Thank you so much. I also want to give a shout-out to John Francis over at the Father's Eve. If y'all are not familiar with Father's Eve, Father's Eve is an event that takes place all over the country the night before Father's Day, it's just a really great way to get together with other dads the night before Father's Day, Father's Eve, and I also wanna give a shout out to my wife, who also gave a very generous pledge, thank you so much. Thank you everyone for your support. I would also like to encourage everyone that's listening, make sure that you go over to Act Dad, the awesome dad group over on Facebook. We have a thriving community, a great family. One of the challenges that I've found as a father is that it can be hard to connect with people, and we are growing a strong, tight-knit community. It's growing larger and larger every day, and I've just been so impressed with the men and the camaraderie that is growing there. Definitely head on over to Facebook and check out Act Dad, the awesome dad group. Listen, ladies, gentlemen, I will catch you next week, same time, same place, another awesome guest. Make it count and appreciate the moments. Peace.